Welcome to Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. I am Ken Briota, your host, and here on Real World IoT, uh, our mission is to strip away the varnish, dig down into the meat of the IoT and the issues facing our industry, and really uh, leave you with some some action items and some uh, good thoughts to uh, to take into your own strategy discussions as you look to monetize and, and grow your business uh, within the Internet of Things. Um, I am very excited to have as my guest uh, Christian of uh, Christian Olivier of Sigfox. Uh, he is the president of Sigfox and has been for quite some time. Christian, thank you so much for joining me today on Real World IoT. You're welcome. Uh, it's a pleasure. Uh, the pleasure is entirely uh, mine, and as my listeners are about to find out, theirs. Um, in case folks aren't familiar with with your background, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself before we jump into our discussion? Yes, of course. You know, uh, I've been uh, I've been in the uh, let's say the high tech industry for uh, for a number of years. Initially in research, uh, then in, uh, I held some uh, general management position within the semiconductor and telecommunications industries, and I've been uh, been with Sigfox uh, since 2017, heading the uh, this uh, operator called Sigfox USA, where we are essentially an IoT connectivity provider in the U.S. territory. And um, I mean, Sigfox has been. Uh, growing like crazy here in the U.S., uh, you guys have been doing a lot of uh, implementations and new executions. The the news never seems to stop coming from <laughs> Sigfox lately, which I think leads us directly into our our discussion, which is that for a long time the IoT seems to have been in its infancy. The industry's been around for twenty, thirty years, depending on who you talk to. Uh, you know, connecting devices uh, and and exchanging data, but it hasn't really been a cohesive industry for very long, and uh, it seems like we never really get out of that early stage. But it's possible that we are starting to see the beginnings of moving out of the early stages of the industry and into a more mature phase. And some of that seems to be indicated by the rapid growth of, of implementations. Um, do you think that's a, a sort of fair assessment of where we are right now? No, absolutely. I think uh, what you know. I think a good indicator of that is the if the size of, for instance, the size of our ecosystem, for instance. So, uh, as you know, uh, Sigfox started uh, mostly in uh, in Europe, and uh, has now by now a very robust ecosystem of companies. Uh, both, I mean, uh, when I say companies, I'm talking about devices and platform companies. Uh, so initially, there were lots of startups, you know, we, which were not always able to scale, and um, now after a couple of years, this, this guy starts to have some scale. They know how to manufacture uh, solutions at a very reasonable cost with uh, quality, repeatability. Uh, so we see that, and we see the numbers really growing. Yeah. So we've been through all the, uh, let's say, the, the steps of, of adoption, and then it's starting to really scale. Do you think uh, for for a long time I've been a, a skeptic of some of these uh, really blue sky predictions that you see out of some of the analyst firms? You know, yeah. the, these fifty, a hundred billion devices by twenty twenty. I mean, the the numbers are always uh, astronomical. Yeah. Um, what do you think is a realistic expectation? Or it, my my view tends to be that it's meaningless anyway. Who cares? Let's just get 
some devices yeah. out there. Let's get some stuff happening. But what what should be a realistic expectation of a sort of benchmark to think about as we as we look forward a few years in terms of scale, in terms of uh, the ecosystem? Because I, I don't necessarily think number of devices is a good benchmark anyway. Mm. Yeah. I think it's very hard to shoot out the number of devices, to be honest. Uh, I think what we see is that... Uh, What's very specific with IoT is that every customer has a different application, yeah. and uh, and so that it's uh, it takes some time to develop the the very custom, very optimized application and solution for this use case. Um, so this is uh, this is really about the number of the number of use cases out there and the, the size, the, the average size of the use cases that I think seems to me is important. Uh, obviously, every uh, now customers are looking around and see uh, in their industry who has done what, and then they start to um, to follow the leaders or the influences. So this is what we see. And what do you think is driving some of that? That what do you think is driving the the acceleration? Because I think over the last year we've seen a real acceleration in in uh, implementations and, and executions. But at the same time, there seems to be a strange, uh, I don't want to say pullback, but uh, uh, some of the really big enterprise companies, uh, some of the telecoms have have uh, pulled back from their quote-unquote dedicated IoT departments, that kind of thing. Um, so it seems like the the executions are growing, but the willingness to talk about it as an industry is is shrinking a little bit. Um, it, it, maybe you aren't seeing what uh, what I'm seeing is a, a maybe developing trend, but uh, what do you think is driving some of the growth that, that's happening? Uh, I think that uh, wh- what's important is that the uh, the use case has an ROI, so you, there, are, there are some use cases where the ROI is, is, is quite weak, and some of the, the use cases where the ROI is so obvious that uh, People jump on it, so I think this is really uh, on a case-by-case basis. So I, I, I don't think you can say that IoT always, always is a uh, is mandatory. <laughs> uh, uh, but when when it works, it, it definitely works. I mean, we yeah. see we see some very solid cases where the I mean the customers are uh, quite happy with the results, with the operational results in various domains, and once once. They have this. Actually, they have no hesitation to move to the next use case, right? Uh, because they see the real benefit. So. Uh, what are some of the the sort of execution areas where you're seeing a lot of success? Uh, are there some vertical markets that are that are doing this uh, with to, to greater success than some others? Uh, well, of course, our use cases, you know, are really. Uh, very much about asset monitoring and tracking, essentially. Yep. Uh, this is really the, you know, the, the bug, I mean, a core application, not only, but this is one. And then uh, when it comes to um, everything that has to do with, uh, I would say, uh, um, smart spaces, I would say. So making, making spaces smart, uh, um, being able to optimize the way you serve these spaces or you... Um, you uh, yeah, you handle the spaces with respect to uh, to collection services, for instance, with respect to uh, employees management, all these applications. Um, 
so it's it's really it's a, it's a number of different verticals i cannot you know quote the specific verticals but <laughs> very specific very specific application in uh, very specific verticals i would say that are happening that uh um yeah i i think that the it, it looks like to me that the most success is found when there's the most focus on goal and on uh the sort of sp- the specific execution you know the, i feel like there's less success when you try to be when when a company tries to be really really broad uh especially in the beginning uh, does that sort of uh, uh track with what you've seen too no exactly and this is this is exactly what strategy we are trying to to focus our customers to execute a uh, specific use case, you know, number one, and one number number one is successful. We we move we move to number two instead of trying to you know come up with uh, twenty five use cases and trying to put them together. It doesn't work. Uh, so um, yeah, usually uh, you know what works is a, a customer convinced with the ROI has a good uh, project management plan, uh, top management endorsement, and then. We go ahead, and then we can we can execute. Uh, we also see now that that our ecosystem is growing is that the cycle time is also starting to decrease because we have all the ingredients. You know, it's like doing a recipe. It's um, the recipe always has the same ingredients every time, but different ingredients, of course. But so you you uh, you, uh, you if you have 70% of the ingredients at the beginning of the recipe, then you execute much faster. Um, so I think this this will be our, our take on it. Sure. And I mean, that also helps in terms of tracking success. You know, the more specific your your uh, goal is, the more granular your, uh, your sort of measurement against that goal can be. And so the more likely it is you're going to be able to find uh, the sort of KPIs that you need to, to measure success. The more general you are, the, the less likely you'll be able to point to a success story. Um, sort of to flip the script a, a little bit and, and look at this from the from the other side. Um, the the IoT is perhaps as an ecosystem uh, accelerating, but it's also not grown as fast as folks hoped, certainly or expected in some cases uh, over the last say five years. What are some of the factors affecting that? I mean, maybe you disagree with that premise, and in which case I'd love to hear about that. But uh, if you if you do agree that it's not maybe grown as fast as we were hoping, what do you think some of the factors are that have affected that? Oh, uh, I think that in general, you know, it's uh, the uh, the the industry the industries are always more conservative than you think. Uh, so it, it's not it's not a, a major surprise to me. And um, I think one other factor is uh, is uh, is the fact that um, that every every case is different. So the um, um, yeah, you, 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 it, it's it's quite specific to to every company. We are mostly in a in a B two B space, so um, you have to convince um, individual customers, individual companies to go ahead. Uh, which is not like you know coming with a 
a new phone and having it in uh, in every store around it's it's quite different in terms of cycle sure so that's that's the um yeah you know that's uh, i think that predicting these things is always complicated and and nearly impossible um especially with a sort of developing industry that is very unlike any other industry. You know, maybe the closest analog was the development of the internet as as a thing itself, but even that's very different because of course it required uh very little integration with anything else in terms of infrastructure. It was just you know, build it and and it'll be there. Um Whereas with the IoT, it, there's a lot. In order for it to exist, it has to have buy-in from all these other industries. Uh, it's sort of like if we were trying to create indoor plumbing as an industry <laughs> at this point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and nobody believed that flushing toilets was going to be a thing, uh, and they were worried about uh, whether or not everybody would know what they were flushing. Um, <laughs> so, uh, what are some strategies? for accelerating adoption that that folks should be thinking about as they plan their strategies moving forward you know obviously you know going one execution at a time one client at a time is the answer to that but as folks are thinking in a, a broader sense are there more strategic areas of growth that folks should be thinking about. My first thought goes to like the smart city, which has been notoriously slow to grow here in the yeah, U.S., yeah. although we've accelerated yeah. some recently. But um, And I know in Asia, they're going like gangbusters with some smart city uh, uh, implementations. But uh, it seems to me that, that smart city and, and also sort of healthcare are two vertical industries that touch upon so many consumers' lives that it creates a uh, an interest that may not be there when you're only talking about industrial imp- implementations or manufacturing or something that most people will never see or know that they exist. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think uh, I think there is definitely a, um, a large uh, consensus about smart cities, and you see that uh, every, uh, I mean. We are talking to many, many different uh, cities in the in the U.S. in particular that wants to go ahead um, and uh, and they understand the benefit. It's just uh, after this a matter of um, let's say um, um, going through their investment and decision cycle. But uh, I think definitely some of this. Uh, the, the nice thing about the cities that all, all the cities do have the same kind of problems. So. When there is a, uh, for instance, a smart lighting thinking in a city, it applies everywhere. So once you have a few cities showing the way, uh, a lot of others can can follow. They are not competing; they are in the same the same kind of um, thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the same targets, so it's it's a, it's an easy it's an easy sell for the other guys that are following the the leader here. Sure. Uh, so that's I think that's an interesting it's the it's the reason why it's an interesting segment and also because you want to brand your city also so you want to appear more modern more advanced than the others to of be attractive so. um I don't know if you know the uh the book or uh, or the the recent movie Ready Player 1 
but in that movie, uh, I believe it's um, uh, Cleveland is the premier city in the world. Uh, so who knows which uh, which city is uh, is going to become. Uh, is going going to take the lead. You know, it might not be the cities that we think, and it might be the cities that do the best at implementing sort of connected lives for their citizens. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and sort of uh, expanding globally. I mean, I'm I'm headquartered in the U.S. and and I see a lot of uh, U.S. news first. Uh, uh, what is the the IoT marketplace like? in the rest of the world. I mean, it, I, I see news coming out of sort of the, uh, Middle East, you know, so I know Saudi Arabia is doing some interesting things in some of their cities. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff happening in, in China and, uh, in Southeast Asia. Uh, what are some of the, the hotspots that, that you see around the world in terms of, uh, IOT growth? So, um, well, first of all, of course, with uh, with Sigfox, there is Europe because in Europe we've been there for uh, ten years and we're starting to with re- some really, really nice, nice growth and nice number, absolute numbers there. Uh, so it's really starting to to work massively, I would say. Um, and then, then obviously there are yeah there are there are some uh, um, some Asian uh, some advanced Asian countries like uh, Japan. We're starting to. Uh, to uh, to work nicely, uh, Singapore, Taiwan, uh, Australia, uh, places like this. Yeah. Um, um, and then there are some some countries that are a bit unexpected because there is a there are some very uh, very specific application that are popping up. Um, it can be it can be real anywhere. I'm thinking of uh, of South Africa, for instance, as an example. Where we have uh, we've seen uh, a lot of growth there. Um, it's um, I think we we are still at the stage where in some countries the growth will come from you know one or two use cases, uh, so that suddenly it creates creates traction. And then there are some other cases where like like what I was mentioning with Europe, where already we are the I mean stage where there are hundreds of use cases out there. So sure. It's not going to be the next customer that that creates uh, incre- uh, that creates a large growth. It's going to be the mass of customers coming in various verticals. Um, uh, in Europe, you know, it, one of the 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 key examples of like uh, connected transportation has been the port of Amsterdam. You know, the there's there's been some some longstanding. Uh, interesting executions happening in Europe. What, what are some of your favorites? Uh, what are some of the ones that, that that you like best that are sort of doing really well? Um, I think the, um, the, um, there is a hit, uh, which is in the domain of uh, home alarms. The fact of uh, securing uh, securing homes with uh, with spe- a specific sick fox. Solution, I think, is a big hit. There is uh, starting to hit with uh, with uh, you know elderly citizens care, uh-huh. uh, where we have we have a bunch of uh, of use cases to to take care of this uh, these people at home, either for they are um, providing them services or just for for being independent. So it's starting to be to be quite nice as well. Uh, awesome. as two examples. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, 
supply chain, which is something else. But uh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I tend I tend to uh, to really enjoy supply chain uh, IoT implementations because the, it's it's almost a horizontal vertical market to me because there's no no industry that doesn't require supply chain technology that doesn't require require supply chain implementations uh, but it gets treated like a vertical you know, it, you yeah. know with its with its unique yeah. things so so to me it's a very interesting space in the supply chain uh-huh. i agree and i can tell you that uh, from what we've seen we we see that the uh, all the all the customers are requesting are trying to to achieve the same goal, which is, uh, for instance, uh, to know exactly when something hits their factory. Uh, so they want they want it's a matter of precision, it's a matter of just in time, of uh, uh, working capital optimization. So they want to know when uh, when a box, a specific box, hit a specific factory, uh, for instance. Yep. 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 Uh, and then from there they will it will. Essentially, it increases their visibility or when a container hits support uh, that we can do with Monarch. Uh, but, so it's really about having this level of, of accuracy on the, on the whole supply chain. And, uh, and that brings, in, in terms, bring, of course, some, uh, some benefits at the, uh, the efficiency of the operations. Sure. I think this one is, uh, is obvious. I think the, the nice thing about but IoT and LP1 is that you are able to lower the uh, the, the tracker cost, so you can you can actually track uh, objects or I mean, deliverables that are very at, at low cost because yep. it's affordable. Um, so then you you can really expand the tracking to lots of things. Yeah. Um, in terms of ecosystem growth globally, I mean one of the the limiting factors. Is always cost of implementation and and whether or not there's capital outlay and, and things like that. Um, I'm curious because it, it, to make the analog to the internet uh, and its growth with the internet, it sort of uh, was a linear progression to lower and lower cost, and we still haven't seen the bottom of that. As we get higher speeds, everything still gets cheaper. Um, with the IoT, I'm, some of the conversations I'm having and, and some of the things I've been watching, it seems to look like we're going to be looking at more expense before costs are are coming down, especially in terms of uh, some of the as-a-service models. And uh, I just had a discussion the other day with, with someone talking about uh, communications taxes in the U.S. and how the the taxation agencies haven't figured out how to tax IoT yet, but eventually they're going to, <laughs> and that's going to affect uh, costs and things. Yeah. So I'm curious, do you do you agree with me that it looks like maybe there's a, a going to be an increase in costs and that might affect the marketplace a little bit uh, before we start seeing costs coming down due to scale? Um. No, uh, I'm not so sure about this. I think uh, I think the endpoints. I mean, the endpoints of the the devices that will be uh, 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 basically providing data. I mean, can be can be can be pretty cheap. So this is one. I would say this is capital expense is the uh, is the uh, obviously the, the device. So on the, on this side, I think we have we have a good way to. Uh, 
to bring the device to a very low cost, um, low certification cost also, and, and obviously uh, with the, the, the growth of the ecosystems, it, it will become quite competitive. And then there is a connection cost. So the connection cost is really related to your your infrastructure cost. And um, I think we, we see that with LP1, we have a, we have an optimization at Sigfox of the um, of the overall network infrastructure that is really hard to beat in terms of capacity of the uh, of the antenna of the of the receiver side, the device to cloud integration, and so on. So I think we are we are we are in good shape um, as long as our let's say our overall uh, network operations cost is low. Um, I don't think that taxes will uh, will change that really. Okay. Um what about uh uh additional privacy concerns, you know, everybody's been talking about GDPR for years. Uh, <laughs> um yeah. you know, it, it, as those sort of privacy and and data security regulations get more sophisticated and 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 everything, do you think that's going to have effect uh a sort of large effect on on cost of implementation or anything like that, sort of staying in compliant? Uh I think what we what we see is that there there are some requests from uh, from customers to isolate the um, the IoT network from their own network. So we see that. Uh, first of all, I think we we take security as a, as, a, as very seriously. So we we understand that this is a, a concern that can be anywhere. But what we see is that sometimes the customers ask us just to make sure that there is. Uh, physical separation from the network, which is, which is really the the, the extreme uh, the extreme situation, right? And some other where they are they are of course uh, aware of the fact that it's a better optimization if you use their network to 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 put IoT through it. Um, no, we, we, but we no we have not seen so far uh, cases where it was really suddenly blowing up as a as a major concern, um, not not so far. So. Yeah. Um, as we get near the uh, the end of our time here uh, today, is this discussion? I we could probably keep talking about this stuff forever. Um, uh, yeah. are, are there important? Uh, is there an important issue that we haven't sort of touched on in terms of the the growth of the ecosystem, or maybe a limiting factor that that folks? our listeners should be considering as they plan their strategy over the next couple of years um, in terms of how they want to grow their business and, and look to monetize. Are, are there some key factors that folks out there should be considering? Oh, I, I would say uh, for, for a customer that is not, of course, we, we're living in IoT every day, so we, we know exactly what what's going on. But I think it's hard for uh, for a customer to uh, to to understand the, the various offering out there. Um, so um, I think um, I, I think the question would be how how does a customer who is not fluent in IoT uh, how does this person be able to navigate the maze of this all this announcement and uh, you know um, stuff about uh, various offerings various networks out there I think it's a it's a it's a bit uh, it's a bit tricky uh, so this is where. At, at least at Sixfox, we're trying to do a better job at informing the market on what we can do. Um, that will be, I, I think, that will be one. Um, 
maybe maybe a key one because uh, we see that uh, that uh, you know some people are starting from very far away. I mean, starting from the beginning and uh, looking at all the solutions, trying to benchmark all solutions can be pretty cumbersome. Sure, it's uh, the the learning curve is very steep. I think on the IoT and and there's still a lot of uh, enterprises and, and companies of all sizes that haven't even really started yet. And so yeah. the, there's there's uh, if there's one thing we can say about the IoT is that if we don't uh, screw it up too bad, the the ceiling seems uh, infinite because there's always yeah. going to be a, a, another place to expand closer to, to sort of total ubiquity on the industry. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, uh, Christian, thank you uh, so much for for being my guest today on on. Uh, uh, Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors. Uh, where can folks find out more about you and, and about uh, Sigfox? Oh, I think, um, I mean, you can definitely find us, of course, uh, at uh, sigfox.com. Uh, obviously, we are also present on uh, on LinkedIn, on, on Twitter, um, uh, on various media like this and soon uh, Sigfox USA specifically will have its own website and we'll be able to announce that very soon. Excellent. Uh, we'll, we look forward to that, of course. Um, folks, you have been listening to Real World IoT powered by 151 Advisors, uh, where we are uh, uh, really seeking to bring you some uh, actionable intelligence and, and real insights that you can take into your strategy discussions moving forward. If you've enjoyed this conversation uh, between myself and Christian Olivier of Sigfox, uh, please hit that subscribe button and uh, make sure you don't miss our future episodes. While you're at it, if you could leave us a rating review on SoundCloud or Stitcher or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite, uh, your favorite podcasts, that would be uh, really helpful for us. It helps uh, get those platforms to promote our show and uh, increase our audience, which allows us to keep doing this. So uh, it, if you enjoy it, please do, uh, please do subscribe and leave us a rating or review and uh, reach out anytime. Uh, once again, Christian, thank you so much for being my guest. Uh, this has been a, a really interesting discussion that uh, I think probably has no end. So I, I look forward to the next time you get a chance to talk uh, to talk with us. Thank you, Ken, for invitation. Uh, thank you. Uh, folks, I have been Ken Briota, your host here on Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. Well, folks, thank you for listening to this episode of Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. Make sure you go online to check out more content on how you can monetize the connected world at 151advisors.com. That's 151advisors.com for all the information and content like this podcast that will help you power your business and monetize your business into the next phase of the IoT. Thank you again for listening to Real World IoT, powered by 151 Advisors. I am your host, Ken Briota, signing off. See you next time. Mm-hmm.